I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the Mobile Syrup Syrupcast. This is episode number 79. And today we're going to go beyond, really, really far beyond into the landscape of Canada. Welcome back. Today I'm joined with, to my right, Matthew Monez. Matt, how are you doing? Good as well. Yourself? My name is Ian Hardy. <laughs> to my right is Matthew Monez. Hi, guys. Very enthusiastically. <laughs> and beside Matt is Patrick O'Rourke. What's up? A resident Pokemon expert. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's snuck me. in there again. Yeah. <laughs> the Pokemon Master. Yeah, the Pokemon Master. Uh, and to my left is Igor. Welcome back, Igor. It's good to be back. Been a, a while since I've been on the pod. And because you're on vacation? Yes. In beautiful Italy and Croatia. It is beautiful. So. So let's talk vacuums. That's yes. what everyone wants to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what everyone comes to talk about on the Mobile Syrup Syrupcast podcast? What is? <laughs> is a vacuum. Well, it's technically mobile. It moves around your, your house or apartment. It's but this mobile. is just not any vacuum we're going to talk about. No. This is a vacuum that's been almost 20 years in the making. 56, 58 million dollars. I think it's 50, 57 cost. million to be exact, something like that. Yeah, yeah 58. Was yeah. it 58? <laughs> okay, yeah. 57, 58. No, I'm not sure to be specific <laughs> or anything. Yeah. It's just 58. Just putting it up. American. American. Which is yeah. probably about 70,000 or 70 million Canadian. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Specificity. So, Patrick, you, uh, or Matt and Patrick, you have both witnessed, experienced this. What are your thoughts individually on this? new vacuum from Dyson. So I just recently set mine up yesterday, so I probably don't have as much experience as Patrick just because the first unit that I got was faulty. But the second unit I got, I was able to set up in under three minutes. So it was most likely just a production manufacturing issue. But based on the little time that I've had with it, I thought it was pretty easy to set up. Um, You know, it's not perfect, but I definitely think it's probably one of the better robot vacuums out there. Um, I had no issues finding its docking station. Um, it went, you know, it cleaned my room. But every time there's like cords around or like little things in the way, it would get caught. So you have to like make sure you have enough time to clean your room before the robot <laughs> cleans your room. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if I may ask, I feel like the smell test for this is what does your wife think or your significant other think? So what did your wife think of the robot? She thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Like she thinks it's great. I mean, we're pretty tidy in general. So like making sure cords are not in the way is not a big deal. Yeah. But if you have like everything set up perfectly, like it doesn't go down the stairs, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if there's a sock in the way, it's going to chew it's it. It's not suicidal. It's not suicidal. It's not okay. a suicidal robot, at least yet until yeah. Skynet takes over. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, you know, it goes under your bed. If, it, if it's not too dark, mm-hmm. uh, if it fits under the couch, if you have room for it. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty smart. It's pretty mm-hmm. smart. So what you're saying, it's afraid of monsters under the bed. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But, okay, so the name is called what? It's the Dyson 360i. Uh, and what's the overall dimensions? Is it small, big? 
It's like, fairly small. I mean, it's like the size of a pie. If you compare what it to... What kind of pie? Because I, I do like <laughs> apple pie. It's, I'd probably say an apple pie. <laughs> an apple. Definitely okay. an apple pie. Yeah. Okay, so that's a lot smaller than I thought it would. It's pretty small. It's like uh, an apple pie, as you said. <laughs> okay. But thicker. Um, but... <laughs> This, this is not gonna. Two apple pies. Yeah, 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 come on. Compared to the to the Roomba, the Roomba 980, like the form factor the Roomba's used has been the same for like a like a decade now or, or so. It's much the the Roomba's much uh, thinner, but mm-hmm. much wider. Okay. So it fills up more space, which makes it difficult for the Roomba to get into like certain areas of your home. Like if it's trying to clean under a table or around table legs, it can't get into those those small areas. Whereas this the the 360i can. So does that mean if the iRobot is smaller and thinner, then the Dyson can last longer and pick up more dirt rather than you dumping out the canister? I, I, I assume there's a canister. Yeah, it's like a little cartridge on front of it, okay. and it's about probably half a pie big. Okay. Okay. That's a good and, reference. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I mean, like, it's not going to clean up as much as, as a regular vacuum cleaner, obviously. And it's not supposed to be as powerful as a regular vacuum cleaner, but based on its specs, it definitely has the most power... For a robot vacuum that size. So, so what is the purpose of a robot vacuum? Yeah, that's my question because you know, like I don't find vacuuming that like tedious. It doesn't. I, I think you know just because I got kids, two kids, one six, he's a mess, love him, uh, <laughs> um, and my other uh, child is two and very very dirty because he learns or she learns from the six year old who chucks food around, right? Yeah. And we're clean, just like your family. Uh, but I think the, the essence of a robot vacuum is to mitigate the amount of dirtiness that's in your house. Right. So you still need to clean, right? Yeah, you're definitely going to still need to clean. I mean, yeah, like you said, I think the whole point of having, you know, something that cleans itself, at least right now with where we, what stage we're at in terms of, you know, um, technology for vacuums, I think it's a good way to minimize the amount of cleaning you have to do. So I mean, you're, instead of doing vacuuming every week, you might get away with doing it every one and a half weeks to two weeks, right? Mm. So there's you know a little bit of space. Like it's, I mean, you know, you still have to take the robot vacuum, put it on a different floor if you want it to clean that floor, yeah. you know. So I mean, it's for a small apartment, and you probably better know because yeah. you have both actually. It 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 works pretty good. I mean, the the one thing that I've noticed is that the way that the 360i works is it. Um, I, I compared it to like my, my brother had a rescue dog that was totally nice. totally blind um, and the way that he mapped out a room was he started in the middle of the room and then he would make circles around it right mapping out the furniture and where we were sitting and that's the same thing that the 360i does it starts it doesn't start in the middle it starts from the base but then it moves to somewhat the middle and starts working its way out yeah. but it doesn't remember anything to find like a better route around your apartment and like Dyson says it's by design so that it's always doing the most thorough job possible so that works really well if uh, you have a house where you're moving furniture around all the time uh, which I'm sometimes doing because I have a tiny apartment so I move it around for different setups for different things Uh, but with the iRobot's Roomba 980 um, it has like that memory so it knows where things are and it learns better routes and it cleans not better because I don't think it has uh, like it's it's suction power. It doesn't have that cyclone tech that the Dyson has. So it doesn't clean better, but it finds a more efficient route through repetition and learning where stuff is. So to me, between the two of them and like the stuff that iRobot's done in the past, it's the Dyson 360i is like a huge step above. But there's also some stuff that I don't know 
if it's doing as well as it probably could. So, like, you'd say, like, the Dyson is probably a better cleaner, but the Roomba yeah. is a lot, lot smarter. Yeah, the Roomba is a lot smarter. I feel like even when I've, I've run them both, the Roomba, like, it, it goes, because it knows the layout of my apartment right now. I haven't moved furniture around in a while. It goes very methodically to certain areas. I can block it off from my living room where I have, like, a longer carpet that it, it'll get stuck on. Um, with the 360i, this hasn't happened yet, but I expect at some point it's going to like try to go on that carpet and it's going to try to clean the carpet and it's going to get stuck. There's no way to stop it from going in certain areas. Is it like the carpet? Because like I have carpet and I put on carpet. It's been fine so it's, far. But... It's, I wouldn't call it like a shag carpet, but it's it's like uh, a quarter of an inch. Yeah. Like it's pretty thick, right? It gets it gets stuck with the with the 980. So I, I don't know. Maybe the 360i will be able to clean it. I haven't, I've only tried it once or twice. I haven't gotten to that point yet, but... So the question I would ask is, uh, I, I think you know, in editing your article, it's something around it was something around twelve hundred dollars for this, um, and it seems to me like, in that amount of price, you could probably pay for that amount of money. You can probably pay for a cleaner for two years, to do like, and not just clean your, yeah. not just vacuum your rugs and your room. Please find that cleaner. Just like, for twelve hundred dollars. That's like. Uh, I would say, I don't know, we have a cleaner. Yeah. yeah. And it's like 100 bucks a shot or something. Easily, yeah. Yeah, 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. So a year. But still, great. Right. Yeah. Because they do the whole house. Yeah, they do the whole house, right? right. Yeah, and more than just vacuuming. With, yeah. uh, with yeah. Dyson. What like do with... they do for you? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Interesting. So is, is there any uh, smartphone app? Yes, so that's like the whole thing with the Dyson um, 360i. Um, Patrick just told me yesterday that the Roomba just got or received a software update that does the same thing. But with the 360i, you can um, schedule it. You can stop it from cleaning. It'll notify you if it's stuck, if it needs help. Um, <laughs> so so what's it, let's say it's stuck, how do you get it out? Well, that's do, you, the thing. do you have controls to like reverse it? It's like no, no there's no controls, but at least you know if you're away Which from would your be house. Cool. Yeah, it would be cool. It'd be cool if you like turn on the camera and yeah, reverse it. Can go off jobs yeah, or something. That would be so good with the 360 because oh, yeah. the camera on it's supposedly really good. You can yeah. see like everything. Yeah. The uh, the one with the Roomba 980, which is like the comparable iRobot product, it's sort of like embedded inside it. You can only see field of view in front of it. Yeah. So yeah. So what's what's the purpose of the camera though? The camera so it can see 360 degrees. For, to see what dirt is around, so it knows where to it? go. Where's where to go? Yeah, it's just like just for visual orientation. It's analyzing like your house and the furniture, yeah. so it, but it doesn't remember it. No, no, but the, the 360i doesn't remember it. Yeah, that's only down. Can I can I just say 360i sounds like the name of some kind of predator drone, or a Samsung phone. <laughs> there you go. Or like I, a gaming machine. I robot yeah. before they started making Roombas made uh, police like bomb sniffing robots. That's cool. Really? Which is cool and kind of scary. Yeah. You know, same that time. same technology is in your house. What if they accidentally mix the two <laughs> yeah. by accident one day in manufacturing? Right. <laughs> so what data are they gathering, these companies, about your house? The size. The size. How often they clean? How often you clean, yeah. Um, They're going to blackmail you about your cleaning habits. Charging <laughs> times, like how, how often the, the, the yeah. DC has to go back and charge, um, you know, things like that. Interesting. That's probably a more fascinating thing for me is like, that is just a, a robot vacuum, but that, is, that they're actually gaining data based on what you do with your vacuum. Yeah. Everything is data. It is data. It's all about the data. The metadata. I don't think the, the metadata there though is as, as valuable as like no. Say, no, it's more for it's more for the next generation, right? Of yeah, sure. Products. So they can learn and exactly. change learn things. Habits. Mm-hmm. So in terms of noise, like you know, three sixty i is not the most quiet vacuum. It's not supposed to be. 
Be compared to the room, is it much louder or? It's slightly quieter. Slightly quieter. Think, yeah, okay. It's a little quieter. Okay. Um, I mean, it's still, still loud, right? Right. Because it has all that the cyclone running yeah, and stuff, exactly. but it's it's comparably comparably about the same volume right. level, maybe a little quieter. Right. Interesting. Well, that's fascinating for twelve hundred bucks Canadian. Is that what it is? Uh, twelve ninety nine. Twelve ninety nine. But don't quote me on that. No, that, that's right. Yeah, three hundred bucks. Yeah, three hundred bucks. But with with Dyson's products, the, they they try to like make themselves the apple of the home yeah. appliance industry. Like you're spending all this money, but in their it, their philosophy is that it will pay for itself eventually, right? So like with their vacuums, Igor was looking at them yesterday. They're really really expensive. They're like a thousand dollar vacuum, which is crazy. But the idea is that you're paying for that. Uh, really good vacuum and you're also getting a great warranty with it and it's going to last like over a decade whereas if you're picking up like a dirt devil or something like that it may work great but it's going to die in a couple of years that, that's the way they, they view their, their products whether or not that's true I don't really know I've had, I've yeah, had two of them so far yeah. and it's so had no problems the issue like I would say with something like the iRobot is it kind of has built in obsolescence built into it or obsolescence built into it sorry because necessarily like the hardware and software is going to get better right and you're going to want the vacuum that actually properly cleans your uh, house by itself right whereas yeah. a back a more kind of traditional vacuum is like what's good about it is kind of already established right it's like suction power yeah. it's like the quality of the brush right so the the other thing too with them is like matt talked about this a bit is i i think people some people think that they're like a vacuum replacement like you still need a vacuum right like it's really cool it's really expensive it's like the most first world product ever and like i've been using the the roomba 980 for like i think two months now testing it out um and it works great i have have no issues with it it's on like a schedule where it cleans a couple times a week but i still need to take out my vacuum and, and clean like around my cat's litter tray and like certain areas where it's not hitting like it's not yeah. perfect it's a luxury it's, item it's, exactly. not, it's not like yeah. a tool that you need to clean your house with so humans have, will, will still need to do work yeah yes. unfortunately less work but still work <sighs> let's talk about going beyond them let's talk about Crave TV and Star Trek <laughs> because you know in the future they clearly have vacuums that clean everything everywhere and everywhere and you don't need to clean that's, that's the future right. that Star Trek could imagine I agree one of the futures or is our future just no dirt no dirt. I don't think dirt will exist. <laughs> really no exist. Star Trek's world's pretty clean. There's no dirt. Yeah. Those starships are like yeah, yeah, spotless. Spotless. How does it happen, Dyson? Dyson. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Dyson has a sponsorship with the Enterprise. <laughs> yeah. So what happened with Crave, Crave TV and Netflix and Star, yeah, Star Trek? Yeah. So uh, earlier this week, uh, very interesting day because you know in the U.S. Uh, so the new Star Trek is coming up. This is the new television series. Uh, so Star Trek is coming back to. TV after the disastrous uh, Enterprise series, and uh, in the U.S., CBS they they have their own kind of um, subscription uh, or over-the-top subscription service. Uh, I believe it's called CBS All Access. It's something you pay for a monthly subscription. You get access to their back catalog of television shows, but you're also going to get access to the upcoming Star Trek. I think they're going to get like you get it a day after, right? It's on TV itself uh but that leaves you know that's only in the u.s and that leaves every other country in the world right there and there are trekkies everywhere as we know right and so this week the news came out and it was like like they announced this at the same time netflix announced that it secured rights to stream 
the new series as well as the entire back catalog. Uh, for the new series, they're going to air it one day after it's on TV. And they have that those exclusive rights in 188 countries. And the two countries missing from the list are the United States, obviously, and Canada. Mm. Uh, so Bell announced at the same time that they had secured the exclusive rights to the entire Star Trek back catalog as well as the new series. They're going to show the first episode of the new season on CTV, with subsequent episodes being shown on space, which is, you know, obviously yeah. science fiction and stuff. Um, and then they're going to stream the new series, as well as all the old catalog, on Crave TV. <laughs> that sounds very complicated. At the yeah. same time, or like right after the first episode? Uh, so, it was kind of not very clear in the press release, but I assume, I think they're going to, the day after it airs on space... Yeah, they're gonna that, have. They, they so didn't it's say kind of the Hulu model, exactly, right? Yeah. So they didn't think, say it, but that's how I think. Do you think Netflix is using space or CBS kind of like as an advertisement to say you can only watch the rest if you subscribe to Netflix? Um, I think it's just they just wanted to get it out there, right? right? Like, and um, they probably don't have the infrastructure or maybe even the will to get CBS all access into other countries. But will it still be on space, or that's the only way you can watch it after that is by going to Netflix? So. In the U.S., it's a bit, or in other countries outside of like, in other parts of the world, it's a bit different, right? Yeah. In Canada, if you want to watch it, you're either gonna have to go get a cable subscription, first watch it on CTV, the first episode, okay. and then subsequent episodes you're gonna have to watch on space. So I assume that's a premium cable subscription, right? Because it's a specialty channel, right? Um, and then, or uh, and then, if you want to watch it afterwards. You can wait until the entire series has aired, get a one-month trial of Crave TV, marathon it, and then cancel your subscription. <laughs> uh, or you could be, you could just get a Crave TV subscription, right? And right. this is kind of, I guess, been Bell's MO is getting, like, really, like, exclusive content for, right? So before this, it was HBO, obviously. Right. Um, so, you know, if you want to watch The Wire, another great reason to Game get a one-month... You can't watch Game of Thrones, right? It's only really? back. It's only past past shows, so Done. anything that's back catalog. So like uh, anything that's finished airing. Boardwalk Empire is on it, I believe. The Wire. The Wire is on it. Sopranos. Oz, Sopranos, but nothing, yeah. nothing new. Yeah. Which is still great, but I mean, once you move through that content, there's no, like that's what I did is I subscribed to Crave TV until I like watched all the stuff I wanted to watch that was HBO related, and then I canceled it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it is like the most quintessentially Canadian like media story <laughs> ever right like um i imagine a lot of people are like really upset about this certainly judging from the comment section right especially because the back catalog of you know like the next generation is no longer on netflix uh deep space nine and that was on canadian netflix at one point wasn't it i i remember watching certainly i remember watching deep space nine yes i remember Netflix. watching a few episodes of the next generation right and so um, so I think for most people, just because the new series is not a known quantity, um, the pain they feel is that these old ones are gone. And, but yeah, so they're really upset, right? That the fact that, oh, if they want it, they have to subscribe to Crave TV, right? They're being forced into this. Can, can, can won't you be able to get it somewhere else? Like stream it somewhere else, like illegally. Well, you could probably not that we encourage that. Yeah, so no, VPN, no. Sorry, VPN. You can use yeah, VPN you can just use other 188 countries, right? For Netflix. 188, yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's harder. It's harder to do that now. It is harder, depending yeah. on what VPN service you have. Like you have, because uh, Netflix is like blanket blocks some DNS right. addresses. Yeah. 
uh, there's some out there that still, still work. work. So it is possible. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, for most people, they're like, how did this happen? Right. And I think the simple truth of it is just Bell offered more money for the Canadian rights were to the point where Netflix was like, yeah, this is really not worth it for us, even though like the Canadian market is quote unquote important to them. Right. So is this the future of TV in Canada? I certainly think <laughs> probably, right? Like, um, we'll get into, you know, like, we'll certainly get into that once we talk about the earnings reports from the big three, uh, or the ones that have released their earnings reports so far. But, you know, with um, subscriber growth, kind of wireless subscriber growth uh, hitting a plateau, they're scrambling trying to find out a way to grow their subscriber base, right? And it's like, it was interesting because I think we talked a couple of weeks ago before I left for vacation, like, uh, they were disappointed with the performance of Crave and Show Me, right? Or, yeah. well, I, or, I think they tried to frame it in a positive way, but they're yeah. disappointed with, they, they, there wasn't skyrocketing growth, I guess. Right? And it's, because, you know, it, like I said at the time, it was kind of hubris to think like that these services, these Canadian. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. ...specific services would ever take on a global, like, especially in tech, right? We're in tech. There's one or two winners. The clear one is Netflix. Murdered everyone. Uh, <laughs> you know, in the process of murdering Show Me and Crave TV. Uh, but they're trying to claw back. They're trying to, you know, set something up. And we'll see how that plays out. I think I, as long as Bell and, like, Rogers have these huge kind of work caches to use to buy this kind of content, there's nothing stopping them from doing it, right? And I think they will. Do you, do you know how long the agreement is in place for the back catalog? They didn't say. I imagine it's a couple years, right? Like Usually, like, two, three years. And maybe to the point where, you know, their rights to that catalog outlast how long... Crave TV is around as a service, right? Because cause I, I remember when uh, Star Wars came out, the latest Star Wars, mm-hmm. Bell was a partner in that as well. No other carrier was. Oh, really? So yeah. they did all the promotion. Uh, remember, yeah, there was. Right, because we had Blackberry, the Darth Vader Blackberry. The Darth Vader Blackberry, yeah. That's yeah. right. So it's interesting that they're going the route of, of media it, to, to increase whatever sort of revenue and subscriber base because cable's going down. Yeah. Home phone's going down. But and so but so see that's interesting right because I think the investment here is not so much in putting the new Star Trek on space right I mean the cool side effect of this is that the old Star Treks are now back on space and I remember as a kid watching that's the old Star Treks on space right so we've kind of gone full circle but the more interesting thing is that the the investment in putting it on Crave right, right. so. This is what I think. I mean, mm-hmm. we all know that cable's dying, right? Yeah. Obviously, it's only a matter of time. And I think Bell, out of the other, out of the big three, are doing whatever they can to secure as many content deals, mm-hmm. so that when, when you know, when it comes to the point where it's all about those skinny bundles, yeah, they'll have the most attractive one, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they have HBO, they have you know, Star Trek, they have everything, yeah. right? So, I think that's all it really is. It's just a big play yeah. for you know for when cable is. 
becoming like a choice of what I'm going to choose these three channels yeah. I'm going to choose you know this package and it's going to have this this and this Bells will look obviously the most attractive because they have all this awesome yeah. programming that everybody wants mm-hmm. that's all it is I think and Rogers sort of alluded to the fact that they might be working on IPTV stuff yeah. in their mm-hmm. recent earnings thing that came out today um, it was kind of interesting how they, they didn't lead off with it. It was like at the bottom, tacked on. We missed it initially, saw it later. Mm-hmm. But they have plans to launch some sort of IPTV, uh, which is uh, like traditional television to a certain extent delivered over uh, the internet. Right. That's what IPTV is. Um, at some point before the end of 2016, yep. I believe, which is pretty soon. That is pretty soon. To a certain extent. Um, mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. So what's the benefits of IPTV versus... Yeah, so just first of all, what's else? IPTV for those who don't know? So IPTV is television delivered over the internet. So over... So like Bell's 5 is kind of IPTV, but not really, because it doesn't uh, adopt the, the, the model where it's delivering like what you were talking about, like skinny bum bundles where you can choose like what, what you want. There's already IPTV services out there. There's uh, one called like... Zazine that's advertised on the back of buses all over the place. What about Telus? I know they have IPTV in the West. Do they? Yeah, they do in the West. Okay. Is that the Optic TV? I think so. It's IPTV, I believe. The, the, thing, the thing with those the services yeah. is like they're still selling you their traditional like cable with like the guides and stuff like that, but it's over the internet, so it's not really cable. It's hard to, right. you know what I mean? So it'll be interesting to see if what Rogers offers is is more, um, I guess, customizable. Like, that's one of the reasons why I don't subscribe to cable is I want to pick what I want. Right. I don't want this broader, large package with a bunch of stuff that I don't want to watch. You I also don't need channels. a cable box, right? No, you you, you don't because it comes over over your... Uh, like, I think 5 is wireless, isn't it? Well, yeah. No, so 5, five still comes with a box, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I mean, to the average user, like, controlling your TV is going to be the exact same way. You're not going to yeah. be, like, controlling it with your... Computer, desktop computer or anything yeah. you're still going to turn it on you're still going to change channels yeah. you're still going to have a guide it's just instead of using their traditional um, you know signal on their broadband line or scientific IP, America yeah, it's, it's just using you know the internet yeah. it's a different delivery method yeah it's just a different guess. delivery yeah. method that's all but, it really is and you so. can also use a device like the Xbox One right if it has support for it because yeah. I remember like in the UK right like it was like I remember reading so many stories it was about, years and years ago. Yeah, yeah, about the Xbox having support for IPTV. There, yeah, it was going to turn into like a set top box sort of deal. Yeah. But the the thing to me, IPTV also means like skinny bundles where you're able to choose things. We haven't seen that yet in Canada. Mm-hmm. I think there's some options in the states where it, it's exactly what I described, where you can pick what you want, pick and choose. So I'm hoping Rogers does that, but they won't. It won't happen until they have to. Yeah. But they yeah. they've been forced by the CRTV, uh, CR, right? CRTC, CRTC sorry. Yeah brain's working a bit slow but yeah they've been forced to right that was the for skinny bundles but, yeah. but that's for cable stuff this is a complete shift to internet yeah which is yeah. different guidelines so how would that impact everything mm-hmm. is, that, is that known or not known uh, I don't think it's known how yet. deliver over the internet it's probably maybe that's what they see it as is like a loophole where they can keep delivering yeah. these massive maybe. bundles and, yeah. and high price packages but over the internet instead of cable because they now have to offer I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. We'll look into it. Yeah, because then you have to ho- offer like massive data packages, right? Yeah. Well, dep- I mean, not so much data packages, right? It's internet in- packages. Internet packages. Yeah, internet. right? But over the, like, you know, we're seeing like, you know, internet packages in Canada. They're still expensive compared to other parts They've of the world. They've come down in price. And they're more reasonable in terms of bandwidth caps, right? Yeah, like, like in the States... I, I always tell my friends in the states they're like when I tell them about bandwidth caps they're like they're like 
a gape, right? Because they're, yeah. they're like, I can't imagine. <laughs> like, that sounds so barbaric. Right? I, can't, I can't imagine having a bandwidth cap anymore. Yeah. Same like, like I, don't have, like, I don't have cable, I use apps, right? right. I yeah. have Netflix streaming in 1080p. Like, I would eat up a 300 gig bandwidth Easily. cap in well, like a week. You download like one game off Steam and that's like 50 oh, gigabytes. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I remember when the Xbox One first came out, I had tech savvy. And I had a 300 gig bandwidth cap, and I went over it in one day. Because I, I was downloading updates wow. and all of the games that were coming out, because I had like an early press version, they were all uh, downloads. So mm. I was downloading like 80 gig games that then required a 50 gig update, and like yeah. I just went right over it. It was crazy. Yeah. So, so that's the future. The future, future. yeah. Bandwidth, data caps. <laughs> <laughs> Increasing uh, cost for consumers. Mm-hmm. Consumers. Yeah. Rogers, uh, Rogers did announce their, uh, their earnings, earnings uh, Q2 yesterday, uh, and subscribers numbers are up, revenues up, all wireless we're talking, so uh, they have just under, they have 9,962,000 uh, wireless subscribers, which is up uh, dramatically over the last quarter. Did you say they have their mojo They back? have their mojo back. <laughs> <laughs> That's what uh, Guy Lawrence said three months ago, and he seems to be correct. He'd be very happy that you said that. Yes. Mojo. Is that how he said it? I believe so. He's very posh in British. Well, he's doing a good job. His, th- his 3.0 plan seems to be working, right? For wireless. Mm-hmm. Um, the most interesting part that I found is that... Uh, uh, apart from the IPTV, is that subscriber base is up, and they will be, if it all works out, the first Canadian carrier to have 10 million subscribers. I don't think anyone is even close. Bell tried to, didn't. Telus is close, but they're going to be 9 million. How many subscribers does Bell have? Is Bell th- oh, Bell's third now? Yeah, yeah Bell's third. third. So it goes <laughs> Rogers, Telus, uh, Bell. Reason Telus jumped ahead of Bell because they purchased. Uh, public mobile, uh, and that's one of the the West, like in Alberta or Saskatchewan. Well, if they they yeah. want to buy them. They want to buy them. Yes, yeah. that's it. Sorry, but yeah. if the deal goes through, they're gonna have to shed more of their subscribers to tell us. To tell us, keep tell us in second. So yeah. yeah, but there's never been a double digit carrier which in Canada ever. Mm-hmm. So. Which is fast. Well, it's more than double digit, digit but yeah. <laughs> well, 10, 10, 10 million. Yeah. Like, because you always, because when, when I read these reports from the states, like, Verizon acquired 15 million subscribers this quarter. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rogers did 65,000. <laughs> right? So it's so much difference. Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. That's reflected well, on size. Yeah, that's why, you know, the sad, like, T Mobile, yeah. ostensibly third in, in the states, has more subscribers than all. Big three combined, in a much bigger market cap than any of them. But we sell better networks, right? Yeah, mm. it's give us that. Yeah, it's true. It's true, right? So, um, so this like, do they have the highest uh, average revenue per account? Because it's, uh, it's I'm not too sure. Well, the other carriers are coming out next week. Yeah, so we'll see for our period. ARPA, well, in well this now case. Just, uh, yeah. there's ARPU and ARPA, which is average revenue per account. Yeah. So Rogers on a monthly basis about 116 bucks for for postpaid, mm-hmm. um, and prepaid even prepaid, which is very telling as well. That increased. What's the prepaid average? Uh, the blended the blended between the two is 60 oh, okay. bucks. Okay. Mm-hmm. So whatever you take Jeez. that is about you know 
I was at 80. I'm not good at math. Great in general. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think there's like a much else to say for this be sign that like everything jumped and grew, right? Like, um, it's great. And then they're heading into the back to school season. So come September, it'll be like a big push, discounted phones, discounted plans to get more subscribers for back to school. Then after back to school, the holiday season, which is another big, big push. Right, so they're already in the black when most companies are in the red, right? Like, Hopefully, but then hockey's going to drag them down again. Oh, that's true. So, but George is gone this year. Well, so Everett's that that going back up. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was Not funny. to blame him. When that news came out, there was something big happening in the States, right? It, it was like the important news in Canada, right? Yeah. Is that Ron McClain yeah. is coming? But anyway, um, I think it's more interesting to talk about why we think this is happening, right? Like, what do you think... You know, like, I know Guy Lawrence like, likes to say they got their mojo back and they have the Rogers 3.0 plan. I think some of it's customer service. I think Rogers has better customer service than it, than it used to. And I also think that some of their plans are a little more reasonable. Like, mm-hmm. I used to um, be with Tech Savvy because mm-hmm. I was the only place where I could get 300 gigs. And then if I wanted to, I could pay more to get unlimited. There's no, like, other options out there mm-hmm. four or five years ago. But now with Rogers, you can get... I think one of their lower tier unlimited packages is just under a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. which sounds like a lot of money. But if you're not subscribed to cable or anything else, it, it like yeah. makes sense, right? Like I'm paying seventy nine bucks with Rogers, and that's a hundred down, ten yeah. up unlimited, which is good. Yes, that's, that's really good. Pretty good, right? And I know Bell's trying to do the same thing too. Yeah, I mean they don't advertise on the website, but if you negotiate, talk to retentions, you can get a pretty good deal. Have yeah. Bell's packages improved? Because I know when I was on their website, no. On their website, but if okay. you like. You know, especially yeah, now, right that, yeah, yeah. Especially now that they're like you know putting you know doing uh, fiber to the house now. Yeah, they're offering a lot better deals. Okay, so. so I will say like it's interesting when you go abroad, right? And if you are, I'm on Fido Roam, obviously you know, owned by Rogers or sorry Fido, uh, their service is called Fido Roam, and every single carrier. So I went from Croatia to Slovenia to Italy, and it was all Vodafone. All the way, right? Which is where Guy and Lawrence came. Right? So I will say it it really helps to have a CEO who's not Canadian, right? Like he right. came from right. one of the European telecoms, one of the biggest, right? And so he brought all those relationships with him, right? right. So right. Um, I, so I think you can't really discount that, right? Like he yeah. has a different perspective than, you know, some of these other guys who have yeah. just kind of, this is the only playground yeah. they've played in, right? right. And they've... He brings strategies that worked in much more competitive markets than in Canada, right? Where yeah. these two, these three, just kind of like, you know, have these gentlemen's agreements, right? Yeah, well, you also, have, well, I mean, it's also the cheapest with Rogers. He's like five instead of seven with Telus, and I, even yeah, if you go yeah. to the states, I think Rogers uses AT and T. Yeah, Telus uses T Mobile, which is shady in some parts of the states, depending where you are. So yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. So I think that's also a big factor too. Is their own, like home packages? Yeah, like they're definitely. The most compelling, right? Of yeah. the. So do you do you think they're innovating more than others? In I just some think areas? it's. Um, I just think. Or refreshing. Or not so much innovating as catching up as to where the rest of the world was like five, ten years ago in terms of some of this stuff, right? Like, um, again, bringing a CEO who wasn't like raised in this playground, like I said, I think yeah. it was just the best thing they could have done, right? 
it's it, it's interesting because I remember when they launched the three plan, and I was invited to to hear it then. He yeah. says, "Talk about all you want now. It's going to take two or three years." Yeah, and it's been almost three years. Mm -hmm. Well, because you know these corporations are slow. This is why yeah. you know sometimes it's you can't change something within. So that's why you see a lot of people just uh, entrepreneurs they leave their company they start something new because there's just too much kind of inertia, right? Uh, for big corporations, especially ones that are just as megalithic as Rogers, right? Slow good moving, word. super That's slow. That's a good moving. word. I like yeah. that word. Thank you. Find uh, a way to put it in a story today. We'll find a way. <laughs> if there's a will, there's a way, as we learned yesterday. Um, so yeah, uh, tell you later. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so again, so I think you can't really overstate the fact of having guy. And uh, before we uh, give all these shout-outs, mm -hmm. um, there was something I was going to say, mm -hmm. but it's missing in my head. Oh, about the culture. Because you mentioned something about customer service, which is one of the things that uh, they're working on. But the culture within Rogers is that he took away all the cubicles, oh, really? shoved them out just like he did at Vodafone, yeah. made a big open space. Uh, I went there a month or two ago. Mm -hmm. um, and there's trees everywhere. All the boardrooms are named after Canadian heritage stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it's all computerized. You sit in little benches around, like uh, pic picnic tables. Yeah. It's really open, so it's refreshing, so it's not so stuffy. So eventually, over time, if that's the workplace where you go, the employees will communicate that outwardly. For sure. I remember, so I had, I had a meeting with an editor from Canadian Business. Uh, this was about four years ago, I'd say. Um, and Canadian business is owned by Rogers. Uh, and I met her at the um, Mount Pleasant office they have, mm -hmm. right? And that place felt like a prison. Like you saw, like all the employees, if they wanted, when they were coming out, they had to like swipe out. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Style. Do that. <laughs> yeah, and like that they had to swipe there. in. Yeah, that, yeah. Is that the one that's near uh, Sherborne Subway Station? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know how that would translate on the pod, but... Uh, <laughs> That's what it looks like, though. That's yeah. 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 Remember, I, used, right I used to walk past it um, when I worked at the National Post. I would walk past yeah. it every day. And you would see these like weird turns out. Yeah. Like a prison or something. Yeah. But, but, but you wonder why they're there like that. Well, so I remember... They're scanning your, they're scanning your data. <laughs> For sure, yeah. <laughs> but I remember the editor, I'm like, do you want to... He thanked me uh, for, um, uh, he's like, thank you for getting me out of the office. He's like, we don't get out enough. Seriously. <laughs> right? Like, he, and he was telling me, you know, like, what the atmosphere was at Rogers at that time and a Canadian business, right? With, like, you know, their kind of magazine revenue falling off and stuff, yeah, yeah. right? You know, so it did not seem like a great place to work. Well, now it supposedly is. Somewhat better. So let's give some shout-outs. Me first? Matt. I'm going to give a shout-out to Canada, because even though <laughs> even though sometimes you pay a little bit more, we still have some of the best infrastructure in place. Patrick? I want to give a shout-out to Elon Musk. My boy yes. revealed a crazy plan yesterday for the future of driverless cars and electric cars. All very exciting things about... Um, I guess the main thing, the main takeaway from his master plan was the fact that he envisions a future where people buy Tesla cars, go to work, leave their car at home, 
and their car will drive around like a taxi or an Uber picking people up and making money for them. I'm like, this this sounds like something that's I can awesome. get Elon. But that's going to happen like 20 years from now. Like the that's Jetsons. the thing, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like the Jetsons. So, yeah. It's, Elon uh, saving the world one idea at a time. My shout outs to the real world Iron Man. Yes, to the nice. real world Tony Stark. Not so much as uh, uh, shout out as a quick funny story. Uh, I was in Venice with my dad and we passed by a wind mobile store and obviously wind in Italy is different from the wind in Canada right it's uh, just a very brand. much so uh, <laughs> very much so right and he looks at it he looks down at his phone and he has no service that's my story so, and he was just so so, so some similarities there you go some whoa ooh, the puns uh, and here I am, you know, with my final phone. I'm like, yeah, I just, you know, works fine, Dad. He was, he was outraged. You just want a Snapchat? Uh, I guess, yeah, sure. Uh, my shadow goes out to Tim Hortons. Of course it does. Of course Thank it does. you. <laughs> I uh, took a gander at the new mentions before for the strawberry shortcake donut. <laughs> did you already talk about this? I did. Every time I go in there, I see the strawberry shortcake donut. And it's delicious. So if you've yet to try the strawberry shortcake donut, this is not a paid promotion. It is delicious. And that's my shout out. I think you sold me. I'm going to buy one this weekend. I've tried it. I will buy is one. Is it good? I'm going to leave my comments to myself. Oh. <laughs> On that note, Matt, the It looks good. It looks the good. The door is there, Matt. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Matt. We'll see you next week on episode 80. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.